Hello and welcome to another episode of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, an anime podcast where we watch the anime so that you don't have to, but you should anyways. Uh, this week on the show, Blake is sick. Um, he has been sick basically all week. Uh, and one of the things in podcasting is that you don't want to listen to somebody on the other end sniffle. Um, so uh, we decided that we wanted to do a different, uh, a little bit of a different episode. Um, we are still working on our normal episodes, uh, but whenever somebody is out, we want to talk about something that might be a little bit more relevant to things that are happening recently. Um, and uh, one of the things that we talked about this year, we decided not to... Um, we, we didn't watch them this year, uh, but we decided to do a quick checkout of the winners of Crunchyroll's Animes of the Year, or um, it's like Anime of the Year contest, I can't remember, it's like their award show, think of it as the Oscar for Animes, except for it's just one different place that's doing it. Anyways, um, I have some thoughts about them, and I have some feelings about them, uh, so stick with us, and we will jump into this in just a moment. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. All right, so, Crunchyroll put out the best anime of the year. Consider supporting us on Patreon. <laughs> um, Follow us on Twitter I went ahead and rolled through the list. I wanted like to give a, a couple of different thoughts as I went through them. Um, and uh, I wanted to give my thoughts about the shows that I've seen, the shows that I haven't seen. And first and foremost, I wanted to go through the biggest on iTunes, Google Play, I don't want to say Buzz the biggest bust of the year, um, because I, I don't think and that hey, everybody's different um, kind of anime um, has to be represented in every single one of these different categories. Um, but I'll go ahead and give you a, a couple of uh, first ones that came up. So the very first one was anime of the year. Um, that one was given to Demon Slayer. Um, it was running up against Carolyn Tuesday, Mob Psycho 100, episode, uh, Season 2, um, Zero Maidens in Your Savage Season, um, and The Promised Neverland, and Vinland Saga. So, um, with these different shows that it was up against, I wanted to say first and foremost, I think Carolyn Tuesday is a massively underrated anime. Um, if you have not watched it yet, it is something that you absolutely need to. This is from a guy that loves shonen uh, more than any other kind of anime, and this is one of those animes that completely broke the barrier for me. Um, it was both beautiful, interesting. The uh, soundtrack alone should make you watch this show. Um, it is fantastic. Um, I think that it probably should have won Anime of the Year. That's just my opinion. Um, even though I love the next one I'm going to talk about, which is Mob Psycho 100 uh, Season 2. Season 2 picks up where Season 1 left off um, in the fact that its style and caliber of the show that is being put out is both super high on both of those fronts but the thing that i think they got more right this year was the heart of the anime itself the anime is very very deep for a show that is considered to be a um mostly a a comedic uh a comedic action anime um it 
fell underneath a lot of people's radar because a lot of people just kind of thought about it as um, uh, a weird anime that kind of breaks barriers in the same way that you have something like a Fooly Cooly or something like that. Instead, it was a anime that um, did a, a lot of comedic timing really, really well inside of the first season, and it gave you a lot of characters that are um, uh, that will stick in your mind. Um this is something that is a, a little bit of a, a stuck in my craw moment for a lot of different animes. You can go through it and um, you hear things like best boy or best girl or um, the anime protagonist, like put inside of quotation marks. Mob Psycho 100 does this thing inside of their first season and their second season of giving you characters that completely break that mold and make you remember them for the characters that they are. Your protagonist is somebody that you do not see coming. Um, he is also uh, never going to get to the point where you get sick of him or you think about him as another different character and compare him to. The closest I could think to compare him to was somebody uh, like um, the uh, Shinji, the, the the lead character in, um, in Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, he's somebody like that. He's uh, a young kid who is uh, not, he's not able to stand up for the things that he needs to stand up for until he hits his barrier and then he breaks through that barrier, which is where you get the 100 and the 100%. It's fantastic. Watch the first season if you haven't watched it. The second season is way better than the first season, even though I love the first season. Um, Zero Maidens in Your Savage Season. Uh, I will say this is one of the ones I haven't seen any of yet. Um, this is... Uh, if it flew under the radar for me. If you want to check it out, that's great. If you um, want to uh, listen to somebody who hasn't seen any of this kind of stuff and will just talk about it, I decided because uh, this is one I haven't seen yet, this is going to be the one I'm going to be covering for our um, uh, Patreon-only episode uh, this month. I wanted to go over something that I haven't seen, so this will be it. Um, that will be coming out next week. Um, and then uh, the next one is going to be The Promised Neverland. This show is uh, another one of those that caught me off guard. It was uh, way, way more intense than I expected it to be. Uh, we did a fantastic crossover episode with another podcast uh, where they they're wa they watched it like all the way through. And then after each couple of episodes, they would just talk about their feelings on each one as it was coming out. Um, it is way darker than I expected it to be, but a very interesting show. Um, and then Vinland Saga. Vinland Saga is one of those shows that uh, I... I did not expect to light mostly because it doesn't have a, enough. Um, I want to say cool magic shit or cool space shit or something like that. Um, mostly because I expected it to be, um, uh, you know, one of those shows that I didn't get completely into just cause I'm not super into watching historical anime, um, that, was completely blown out of the water though when I started watching the show in the same way that I think that something like Samurai Champloo will catch you off guard. Um, Samurai Champloo, again, doesn't have like big giant explosions or uh, big giant like mechs or um, any sort of magical thing inside of it and it doesn't have superpowers inside of it, but it is fantastic and the reason that it is fantastic though is just because the action sequences are so crisp and so clean it makes you really appreciate how much time has been put into it and the storyline is fairly fantastic so with that being said i understand why people may have voted for demon slayer and the biggest reason why i'll say that i agree that it does something that none of these other anime do 
in that it it really really plays with style it is definitely the most stylistic out of any of these shows, except for probably Carolyn Tuesday. Um, and I will say that just because Carolyn Tuesday is putting out a whole soundtrack of completely original songs, and it does so in that same stylized way. So I think that's better, number one. Number two, Demon Slayer does this thing with their um, their like monster of the week moment that I think is a little bit... It's... It's a little bit boring to me as somebody who um, watched a lot of Angel and Buffy and um, uh, I also watched um, Supernatural when I was younger where it's like there, there's a monster of the week or X-Files um, and you go up and you fight the monster of the week and then you moved on and the characters advance a little bit, but it's mostly just about the monster of the week. I'm not super into that. I know a lot of people that really are. Um, and at the end of the day, it's still a, a really, really interesting show, which does a lot of fantastic stylized work. So let's move on from there. So the um, Best Protagonist Awards, um, there was Emma from The Promised Neverland, um, Hayakamaru from Dororo, um, Saitama from One Punch Man Season 2, Sinko, uh, I think it's Sinku from Dr. Stone, and uh, Tajiro Kamoto, Kamado? Uh, from Demon Slayer, um, and then Tahuru Honda. Uh, anyways, um, that's from Fruit Baskets. Um, so this one, Fruits Basket, sorry. Um, this one was kind of interesting to me, mostly because I don't like Dr. Stone. Um, it has a cool premise, but it, then it spends a lot of time uh, playing with that cool premise in a much more comedic style than I want it to. It feels like a, a sitcom forced into an anime um, with a really cool premise. Um, it just didn't catch me. I'm not a huge fan of but I will say, I think Emma was completely robbed here. The Promise Neverland is a messed up show, and one of the things that makes it so messed up is that it's happening to these children. These children have to fight in a way to fight through a really messed up world. I'm not going to give you too much more because some people haven't seen The Promised Neverland, but I will just say I, I think that uh, when you have somebody standing up against in, insurmountable odds, um, you should be voting for that kind of protagonist. Um, I don't agree that Saitama should have even been on this list, mostly because Saitama, I think, is almost an anti-protagonist um, in the way that he is there just because the world around him has to be there. Um, it is more like that in One Punch Man Season 2. He is not looking for the things that he wants to do. They just happen to him in the moment, and he has to move through them. Um, Saitama does not care anything about the story that's happening around him. He just happens to be in it. So I don't even think he should be uh, rated inside of there. Anyways, let's go on to Best Antagonist. Um, there's Isabel from The Promised Neverland. Isabel is the one that won. Um, that is fantastic, by the way. She is horrifying. Um, there is uh, I'm a Geese from Babylon, a show I haven't seen. Angela from Carolyn Tuesday, also a fantastic antagonist. Um, there is Escalad uh, from Vinland Saga, a fantastic, fantastic antagonist as well. Um, he has also written very, very well. The um, the dialogue in, in Vinland Saga is, is one that is 
at the caliber that it could be turned into a um, a live action show that's on something like HBO or Showtime or something like that, and you wouldn't really blink an eye. Um, it's it's definitely one of those uh, historical animes that you should definitely check out. It's not obviously based on history, but it's set in a historical period, and it's done in a really interesting way. Um, there's Garo uh, from One Punch Man Season 2, um, and then there's Overhaul from My Hero Academia Season 4. Um, for people who are not cut up with My Hero Academia, um, they're was a really, really good season that just happened. Uh, it mixed inside of there an antagonist that I agree shouldn't have won. And the biggest reason is that I think that Overhaul, his biggest problem that he is that he is way too close to another antagonist inside of the show. Um, they ended up clashing because of this, um, but I, I don't want to give any of it away. Um, you should just completely check it out. Anyways, moving on. Best Boy. Um, Best Boy was Tanjiro Komado. Komado. I'm so bad at pronouncing names. Uh, Demon Slayer. uh, He won. Um, Then it's uh, Bruno uh, Bucarati. Um, I guess that's how you pronounce it. From JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Golden Wind. By the way, Blake is trying to convince me to watch this season. I don't know if I can bring myself to do it, but I might. Um, Then uh, there's Haikamaru from Dororo. Um, Kanata Hoshijima, uh, Astra Lost in Space, a show I have not seen. Um, Na, Naruzo Mochio, um, How Heavy Are Your Dumbbells to Lift, a show I haven't watched. Um, there is, uh, Shigo, uh, Shigo Mob, um, Mob from Mom Psycho 100. Um, I think that this one, it, it, I like all of them uh, that I know. Um, mostly just uh, the the two, uh, Mob and Tinjiro. Um, I think that they're both interesting. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, ba- best Girl was Raftilia from Rising of the Shield Hero. This is a show that I tried to watch a couple episodes of and I wasn't super into. Um, mostly because I'm I'm not super into that anime style. Um, I tried to watch um, uh, stuff like Sword Art Online. Um, it just... It, it doesn't, it doesn't register with me. I, I will say that, um, there, there have been a couple that I, I really tried to get into over time. Um, and it, it just, it's, it's not my cup of tea, but if it's yours, uh, more power to you. Um, I think that the next person got completely robbed, which is Carol from Carol and Tuesday. She is fantastic. Um, then, uh, there's Chika from Kaguya Sama, Love is War. I've never seen that show. Uh, Emma from The Promised Neverland, uh, Kohaku from Dr. Stone, not super interesting. Uh, Nizuku uh, from Demon Slayer. Um, and I uh, I would say that Carol should win. That's just my opinion. Um, that show is fantastic. I can't, I can't say it enough. Anyways, moving on. This is a really, really interesting one. And I, I think that this is the most interesting award inside of here because it gets something to, uh, really technical. Um, and I, I really wanted to go into the next three categories are going to be the last ones that I read off. And just because I wanted to go into the technical side of anime, and I don't think that people talk enough about it. Um, and it's, it's going into the people that are creating the things, not the characters that they have created. Anyways, so the first one is going to be for best director. Um, Tetsuru Arika um, and uh, Masa, Masashi Kozuka, Koizuka. 
anyways, I am obviously bad at pronouncing names. I will say it over and over again until the end of time, uh, but I will try my best. Uh, Attack on Titan Season 3 was the winner for Best Director. Um, the other people that went up against are um, uh, the director from Babylon, um, then uh, Soshiro to, uh, so. Shinshiro Watanabe and Matanuba Hori from Carol and Tuesday, um, Yozuro Takikawa from Mob Psycho 100, um, uh, Kunihiko Ikuhara um, from Sarazanma. I haven't seen that show. Um, uh, Shuhei Yabuta uh, from Vinland Saga. Um, here we go. I think that Carol and Tuesday should have won for this. I understand why Mob, uh, my Attack on Titan did win this. Um, Attack on Titan is a very, very interesting show to direct. Mostly because you have to instill a sense of dread at all times inside of your characters and inside of your audience. A director inside of anime has the the unique ability of watching from a bird's eye view of everything that is going into the product that is coming out. And I say that as a director in film, I've done some direction work. I have done directing work in theater. It is very, very different. It's a very different beast. In anime, it is even more important to have a really good director on your side, and the biggest reason why is because that director is the quarterback for the anime that is coming out. They're having to have a hand in every single pot that goes in, and the most difficult part of that is that when you're doing film, you can kind of futz around with the with the style that you're going for, in post. You can do it with lighting. You can do it with editing styles. You can do it with um, with the uh, reshoots that you're doing. You can do it with overdubbing of voices or changing the speed in which the camera is rolling. With anime, one of the most difficult parts about it is that you're working with a medium that is very slow. And if you push something behind because the art isn't right at the front end of it, you are going to be dealing with deadlines that might push your anime into not coming out on time or having to put out a subpar anime. I think that Attack on Titan has done this in every single one of their seasons. They have given a impeccable, impeccably good animation style. They have given a soundtrack that not only gets stuck in your head, but also in enhances the sense of dread that you're dealing with with something that is basically a anime zombie flick. Um, I also think that it has given characters this ability inside of the show to be almost over the top inside of their emotion, but it is completely understandable because they are, they are under so much intense, crazy strain that they are almost given completely, completely creative license to be as over the top as they want to be. If you've watched even the first episode of Attack on Titan, one of the things that you'll see inside of that episode is people being horrified, number one, because they're living in fear every day of their lives, and number two, when somebody starts to cry, it's not that slow build into a, um, a soft shot of somebody crying, the light changes, and somebody is feeling it very deeply. 
The cry is intense. The cry is from like a guttural moment and it is, it will almost overtake you as an audience member. And I know that most people should have seen Attack on Titan, the first episode by this point. If you haven't, I'm going to give away a spoiler here. Um, so if you want to skip ahead or if you want to go and watch the first episode, I don't know how you haven't yet. Um, but the first episode, here we go, um, has our antagonist character watch their family member being eaten alive by a giant humanoid monster. It is the one of the most horrifying scenes in anime that I've ever seen. And it happens very fast inside of the show. It is gruesome. And the lead character, instead of reacting and getting over it in just a minute, has a full-on mental breakdown on screen and you watch it and it's it just completely engulfs you. The director of the show has a a innate ability to make you feel for these characters very very deeply in a way that I haven't seen in a lot of anime and uh, honestly lots and lots of different animes have never moved me to tears or moved me to like hysterical laughter um but this is one of those shows that will it will bring you to the edge and I think that it needs to be rewarded as that that kind of a show um Mob Psycho 100 I would argue is almost as good if not better direction uh, mostly because it's dealing with a comedic uh, a a comedic property and most of the time you'll hear inside of the theater and film world that comedy is harder than drama and the reason why comedy is so much harder than drama is just about timing a lot of things in comedy they really you if you've ever been watching a comedy and you're like this doesn't work and you're like, it's not working because these jokes are not landing. That's because the timing is very difficult to get. And one of the things that gets people inside of comedy is that you're expecting one thing and you're given another thing and it surprises you and it makes you laugh. That's that's a lot of what comedy is. Mob Psycho 100 is very good at doing that. And it also makes you feel very deeply for these characters in the second season. It's going to, it's going to get you emotionally. Um, with that being said, I also, that Carolyn Tuesday was fantastic. I think Carolyn Tuesday, I sort of understand where it's coming, where the director might not win. Um, just because it is it, stylistically, um, it, it, it was, it was more about style and music than it was about um, the, the subsist of these characters. However, I think the character in the direction was also really, really good. I understand why it lost, though. Um, the other shows I didn't really watch, except for Vinland Saga. Vinland Saga is really, really well done. Again, like I've said before, you could turn it into a live-action show and you wouldn't miss a beat. Um, I thought it was really well done. I didn't feel for them as much, and I didn't think there was enough um, kind of like spin on it as much as there was with something like Attack on Titan. The next is going to be um, the best score. Um, I think, uh, obviously this is going to go without saying it was Carolyn Tuesday winning. Um, Carolyn Tuesday Maki was the, uh, the score. Um, this entire season was a full 
an undeniably good score from beginning to end, mostly because all of the show, all the songs were just fantastic. Um, I will say the one that gave it a run for a money, I bet the most was uh, Hiroyuki Sawano from Attack on Titan season three. Attack on Titan, it, like I've said before, the the soundtrack to the show it makes you feel dread, and it also gets stuck in your head. It's fantastic. Um, Go Shina and Yuki Kajura for Demon Slayer got recommended for it, or um, I guess acknowledged for it. Um, I didn't agree with this. I, I didn't find the show's, um, the musical score as good as some of the other ones. Um, it, it sort of reminded me of, uh, uh, you know, other shows that I've seen before. And, and that's not to say that it's bad at all. Um, I, I do think that the score was very good inside of Demon Slayer. I just wouldn't say that it was something where it was the best of or did something that kind of broke the mold. Um, Dr. Stone got recommended. Um, Tetsuya Kato, um, Haruki Tsumi, and Yuki Kanasaka. Um, I... I thought it was fine. Um, Yugo Kano uh, for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Golden Wind. This is one I haven't seen yet, um, but I'm very interested because they they do a lot of stuff inside of um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which is based on like actual music and naming from actual music. I wonder if this time they did a spin on that. I don't know. Um, and then Kevin Pinka from The Rising of the Shield Hero. This is a show. Um, I didn't think that their their soundtrack was that good, mostly because I, I felt like it was a little bit of the same. Um, and then I will say that, um, my, my favorite, my favorite, favorite, um, uh, thing that was given on here that I want to pay attention to the most out of everything inside of the, the, um, ep the categories of the awards that I wanted to talk about is the thing that brings everybody here to the first place, which is one of the things where it's just like, yes, you have anime of the year and you should talk about that. But one of the things that should be the biggest focus here inside of a genre, which is based on animation is the best animation. And I will say, I am very excited to say, I think the best show that was animated last year one, which is Mob Psycho 100 from Studio Bones. Studio Bones, if you don't know, puts out some of the best animated anime out there. They do fantastic work. Um, Mob Psycho 100 should be paid attention to way more than it was with the first season, and season two got less hype than season one, and it is it is a crime that people are not watching this show more and talking about this show more. Not only does it do things that are completely out of the box and change styles constantly to a point where you're, you're, you having difficulty wrapping your head around what is happening in the exact moment, which brings me to why I think that mob psycho 100 has a, um, a live action counterpart that you should pay attention to as well. Not that it is an actual live action version of it, but a counterpart that reminds me of it a lot. And that is going to be, uh, the show that's on FX right now called Legion. It just finished its uh, season. If you like X-Men Legion is about an X-Men character, um, or a character from that franchise. Um, and I think that that sort of style where it is breaking the mold because it's going inside of somebody who is a, um, a psychic's head 
is something that this show does really well. Legion makes you feel like you are in the mind of somebody who's having a crisis and having difficulty holding touch with reality. Mob Psycho 100, when people use their powers, it breaks the animation style. And I think that it is one of the best animated shows in the past 20 years of anime. I I haven't seen another show that uh, that has such crisp, clean always changing focuses that makes me want to keep watching more. It is a fantastic show. Um, the ne- the other nominees were Attack on Titan Season 3. Studio uh, was Wit Studio. Um, very, very well done. Um, it's always really well done. Demon Slayer, and that's uh, UFO Table. Demon Slayer, I think, has the closest chance of winning as well, mostly because Demon Slayer is beautifully stylized and interesting. I don't think to the same level that Mob Psycho 100 is, though. Um... There's another one which is going to be Fate, Grand Order, Absoluta, Demonic, Front, Babylon, which is way too much words. It's more words than I want to say about Fate series is. Um, it's done by Cloverworks. Look, if you like the Fate series, that's fine. I think Fate's had its first season and it should have just stopped there. Uh, the first season is really, really interesting to me. Every season like that has got every season from the original season has gotten worse to me. Um, I'm not super interested in most of the show as it moves on further and further um it's a cool premise and i uh i just haven't been sold on the rest of them um there is uh sarah zenmai um uh, it's a it's a really cool looking poster here i haven't watched the show um it was from studio mappa and then vinland saga which was another wit studio um that is the big ones that i want to pay attention to inside of this anime awards I will say um, that doing an anime awards and uh, focusing not on every genre of anime is really difficult. Um, it's the same thing that a lot of people feel about Oscar seasons or um, Emmy seasons, where it's really difficult to break down um a whole bunch of different shows when there's a whole bunch of different genres of anime that you should be paying attention to. Um, with that being said, um, I think that it is a good idea, uh, to start putting out more of these different sorts of award shows, um, for anime. Um, I think award shows are mostly interesting because they give a lot of credence to the people that are large studios putting out stuff. Um, but one of the things that I would be more interested interested to see would be something that would like uh, be a, a smaller anime awards that pays attention to not any of the main shows, but pays attention to the uncovered gems uh, that are just sitting there under the surface and a lot of people aren't paying attention to yet. Um, I, I haven't seen since its first season people paying attention to Bungo Stray Dogs. Um, it's a show that I think deserves more people paying attention to it, and I haven't really seen that. Um, I haven't I haven't really seen people paying attention to um, a, a lot of different shows that I, I think remain under the surface. And I really, really would like to hear people's opinion of their best anime of the year that wasn't on any of these lists, any of these animated lists, because I want to make a clear and concise try to pay attention to the shows that I haven't paid attention to. And I think it's just because you're inundated with so many different shows now and so much media that you can't catch up with it. 
And I would really like to hear from the people that are listening to this, what you thought about it and what animes are you paying attention to? So if you can shoot those to me over Twitter, that's great. Um, I, like I said, I'm going to be putting a new uh, Patreon only episode out next week. Um, And uh, we will be back with our normally scheduled uh, coverage. That's going to be happening this week now that Blake is no longer sick. So uh, stick around and we will talk to you all next time. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. Our podcast is ad-free, and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way, too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash get jumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every Sunday on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And hey, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.